the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so So we've got a lot to get to today on a fantastic Friday. In the meantime, you're going to be uh, the victims of a full court propaganda press who's going to constantly discuss Donald Trump and if he will come or will not come to the debates. And aside from that, if he releases any information about his trials, if they can expedite and speed him up, these are the same Democrat propagandist scoundrels that say nothing when the evidence is so irrefutable, you actually catch these Democrat oligarchs, and they slow walk the trial. We're experiencing two right now, as both short-in-the-pants mafia members, Ed Burke and Mike Madigan, will never see a day in court. Never. But that's the norm, and the media likes it that way, because the media feels it's winning to a certain extent. But the people, even though they think they're in on the mafia, or they think they're benefiting, they often lose whenever the, uh, the people who make up the Democrat Party are tested. Now, if you think you're rare... To have Mike Madigan, the short-in-the-pants Democrat mafia, destroy your once great city. You're not. Wherever they are is nothing but failure and scandal. So this is something I said yesterday, and I was challenged in an email about Hawaii. Oh, you don't know anything about Hawaii. And my retort to that was, they're Democrats. That's all I need to know. And uh, a friend of mine said, prove it. So I did. And I did just some slight investigation into exactly who these Hawaiian Democrat morons really are. His job was to help create more affordable housing for Big Island residents. But instead, federal prosecutors say Alan Scott Rudo used his position to take bribes and kickbacks of nearly two million dollars. Rudo has been. That's from uh, eight weeks ago. The funny thing to know about this is these names that you hear, they all stem from the same mayor, the same Democrat party that the idiot who didn't sound the alarms and killed and is directly responsible for the, for the deaths of who knows how many people. We still don't have the, the death toll yet. I mean, it's going to be great for the, for the Democrats who sweep in and buy their land because the families have been wiped out, in some cases, generation, multi-generations in total. But these are all the same Democrat scum. I mean, there's no other way to call him that. Listen, this is just the one guy. His job was to help create more affordable housing for Big Island residents. But instead, federal prosecutors say Alan Scott Rudo used his position to take bribes and kickbacks of nearly $2 million. Rudo has been charged with conspiracy to commit wire services fraud. Now, you'll have to forgive me. There were so many scandals. This may be an update on the same story. Guilty pleas today from a former Maui County official and a Honolulu 
businessman uh, embroiled in a bribery scandal that also involved two former state lawmakers. Oh, no. This one drags in more Democrats who also work for the state. Both say they are accepting responsibility as part of a plea deal with the federal government. Manola Morales has more. Stuart Stant told the judge that he accepted $2 million in bribes from 2012 to 20. Two million seems to be the number to buy the Hawaiian Democrats. 18, when he was a manager and then director of the Department of Environmental Management for Maui County. Environmental management, environmental management. You mean like the other moron who didn't want to turn on the water because it wasn't equity? The commission is responsible per, per our authorizing statute to protect and manage all water resources in the state. One water is like taking it and looking at it from a holistic system perspective. And that's not dif- any different than how Hawaiians traditionally manage water. You know, and in essence, we treated it, and Native Hawaiians treated water as one of the earthly manifestations of a god and a kua. Well, now there could be a thousand less Hawaiians. I know that's bad for record sales in the future of that hula dance. However, it would appear that you are directly responsible for when they went to turn on the fire hydrants as things were burning. There was no water. Who makes up a more? Hawaiian Democrat mafia members. $100,000 in bribes to city building inspectors was sentenced to federal prison today. William Wong helped the FBI in a probe that convicted five inspectors in the Department of Planning and Permitting. Five? Wow, this is like Cook County. This is like downtown Chicago. But as Daryl Huff reports, he got a break from the judge. Ah, why wouldn't he? Speaking of breaks from the judge, apparently the judge in the Hunter Biden treason case of course it's not treason it's just tax evasion he threw out two of them i don't worry you didn't cheat us that bad and beside you're the son of the don after he was caught prosecutors say wong's extensive cooperation led to multiple convictions of dpp employees but still they said the corruption he was involved with had a profound effect on the general public's trust in government and he should serve at least 15 months in prison so what happens when the public doesn't trust the government kill him because you got, what, a 1,000 less? Do we have the count yet? I don't think we do have the count. And this seems to be a threat. Listen, I could have loaded the entire board, the entire board with Democrats, Scourge in Hawaii and Maui and Oahu and up all the way up to Don Hall, all on the take, each and every one of them. But what happens now after the fires? About preserving Lahaina moving forward. I'm already thinking about ways for the state to acquire that land. So that we- That's the governor. The state to acquire the land. You mean the land that has been in the names of generations of Hawaiians right after they were taught how to read and whatnot, put on clothes? You mean then? About preserving Lahaina moving forward. I'm already thinking about ways for the state to acquire that land so that we can put it into workforce housing, to put it back into families, or to make it open spaces in perpetuity as a memorial to people who were lost. We want this. What about the people whose land it was? People who are dead. This is, I tell you what, and it's not the first scandal you've had in Hawaii since Democrats have seized power. It's the sound of peril in paradise. Today, for the first time since the Cold War era, a nuclear attack warning system is active in Hawaii. Vern Miyagi's team triggers the alarm. The situation with North Korea and all the things that we've been seeing over the past few months, it's in our face. So we can't ignore it. 
the good thing Trump got office and then we solved the problem in North Korea. So he set the alarm off because he couldn't ignore it. There was chaos. So he set the alarm off for no reason. But when they had a reason. Welcome back in. Breaking news tonight out of Maui, the county's emergency management director who's come under intense scrutiny for not sounding any warning sirens at all during last week's devastating wildfire has resigned. The fire killed now at least 111 people, but the death toll is expected to climb as the search for, for many survivors remains and continues. Jeff Newen has the latest from Maui. Maui's Emergency Management Agency Administrator Herman Ndaya has submitted his resignation effective immediately. Ndaya has come under scrutiny for failing to activate Maui's extensive system of warning. He had absolutely no experience. As Democrats do, they don't, they don't get the jobs because they have experience. He worked his way up through the Democrat mafia. In fact, he was a liaison and, and a chief of staff for a, another mayor embroiled in scandal by the name of Alan Arkawa, who was also accused in many cases of being the recipient of Democrat favoritism and scandal and pay-to-play schemes. This is what it's like everywhere there is a Democrat, whether it's New York or New Jersey or Chicago or California or Hawaii. It's all the same platform because the party in its totality is not a party of political policies. It is a party of corruption, of government-sponsored corruption. And that's what you see today. And now what we're doing is we're pretending that Joe Biden is capable. That's the most offensive part. Everybody knew he was a crook, but he had his faculties up until about 20 years ago. 20 years ago, he started to lose his faculties. Now, this is just an embarrassment to the world. Now I will yield to, who am I yielding to? Distinguished guest, the President go. of the Republic of Korea. We needed the voice of God to tell us that. Well, I wish the voice of God would come out and tell you that you stole the election and you're a crook. That's what we really need at this point. Uh, I, make, I have no comment on any investigation that's going on. That's up to the Justice Department, and uh, that's all I have to say. And that's all I have to say about that. Easy, Forrest. In the meantime, what you have is a mounting mounting problem. Aside from the fact that we know, beyond the shadow of a doubt, Joe Biden is the most provable traitor this country's ever had in any office. There's also ramifications that are affecting each and every American. Americans just don't seem to be buying Bidenomics. I want to show you the latest polling numbers specifically about the economy. They found that more than half of registered voters believe President Biden has made the economy worse. Only The other half is on welfare. And that's the game. Subsidize your base, destroy your political opposition. And we'll talk more about the Trump political persecution after this. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, it's a shame, Squirrel. I remember during COVID, Hawaii, they were the most, one of, the most fascistic states in the country. And then you, you realize why. Democrats. It's all they know how to do, to do is, to, is to cheat and steal and lie and then fail 
This is a massive failure. Let's say I give them the benefit of the doubt, and I don't think it was a land scoop, although many Hawaiians do. There's mixed reaction tonight from Maui, where Oprah Winfrey recently bought hundreds of acres of ag land in upcountry. Now, we were the first to tell you about this earlier this week. Some disagree with the buy, but as KT4's Ali Duke looks... All right, we're lucky that's still available on the World Wide Web as it's been scrubbed, most of the information. However, it's still out there for you to get. You can do your own research, although you don't have to. I'm doing it. And in the meantime... How could this possibly happen to this this size, this catastrophe, this many people, this kind of man-made destruction of citizens? You, you're not surprised that the siren, sirens didn't go up? Definitely surprised. I mean, even, you know, on your phones, like, shouldn't there be, like, emergency alerts that come through? And, like, e- like even if you don't have service, the satellites can directly beam in and, and, you know, give you an update. Like, hey, here's the fire. But nothing happened, you know? So, so all And under the, the guise of, of, of misinforming the people that there was a nuclear war, the bureaucrat, the moron, the Democrat in charge of that operation said it was because of the climate of the uh, political condition rather than the fact? Well, here you have the fact, morons. Warning is heard from beaches to businesses to schools. After North Korea fired another ballistic missile this week, authorities say Hawaiians and the tourists who flock here will have roughly 12 minutes to find shelter if the threat is real. What if they had 12 minutes to get out of the way of a fire? And you're buying this excuse? I don't buy a word of it. I don't buy a word of it. There is something nefarious happening here. There's no question about it. And um, when you look at the Democrat governor, I don't like his description. I don't like his explanations. And I don't like why there was no water in the fire hydrants. There are more fatalities that will come. The fire was so hot that what we find is the tragic finding that you would imagine. So a fire has come through and it's hard to... um... This is from yesterday. The governor is not allowing forensics, not allowing investigators, not allowing arson investigators to go in and look at anything. Recognize anybody, but they're able to determine if someone did perish. The reason I... I... Yeah, no kidding. There's a piece of charcoal there that used to be burnt. Somebody perished, you freaking moron. Ask about the conditions in Lahaina is because the, the town has been hard to reach. Residents have to prove a need to be in there. Yes. Journalists are not going in. Uh, but when you describe it the way you just did... Listen to this. Why are journalists and investigators not permitted in right now today? What the, f- what the hell is going on? How is this acceptable by the, by the country, let alone the Hawaiians? And when it comes to water, are you kidding me? There was no water available? And so that reverence um, for a resource and that reciprocity in relationship was, was something that was really, really important to our worldview. And, and well-being, right? And living in an island, in isolated from other, you know, civilizations. Um, and so I think where it shifted to today or over time is that we've become used to looking at water as like something which we use and not necessarily something w- that we revere as what? that thing that gives us life, right? I mean, to me, it's a shift in value set. Um, and, you know... If we can start to really look at how we as humans in an island um, can reconnect 
to that traditional value set. So really, my motto is always like, let water connect us and not divide us. Like we. Well, then why didn't you let water be used to put out the fire, you moron? So let me get this straight. The electric company starts the fire. The government doesn't warn anybody. And the water that is supposed to be in the fire hydrants to put out, there isn't any. Who exactly is guilty of this? Oh, I get it. Climate change. Yeah. Mitchell displays. Hey, Sean, on a, on, a, on a positive note, you know, for those that are, unfortunately, that might come down with COVID, the FDA just released prescribing ivermectin off-label. So now for all the radical Democrats that basically pharmaceutically shamed people using ivermectin to treat their COVID symptoms, now it's okay. So I, 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 got, a, I got an update for you, kid. That, that, that's a rumor. That's not a fact. In fact, USA Today, today released the fact that ivermectin is still not FDA approved for COVID-19. That is a rumor, but I understand it should be a fact, what you just said. However, it's not. They will never admit they're wrong. Stop giving them credit or waiting for them to admit they're wrong. They're not. And that's what you're going to see in this particular case that we're talking about when it comes to Hawaii. Every bureaucrat that works for the public in government in Hawaii, in Maui, Every one of them should be charged with mass murder. Every single one of them. Uh, Matt, South Bend. Sean, what is with that guy with all those bureaucratic words, man? I mean, he, he could fill a thesaurus with just one sentence, and he it could. means nothing. But one thing's for sure, man, he can't hit the little button that gets the water in the fire hydrants. You see, because they didn't get these jobs because they're expertise. They didn't get these jobs because they're workers. They got these jobs because they kissed the ass of some mafia member in Hawaii. And by the way, they're all going to prison. It's one scandal after the next. I've got, I only loaded four. There are, I'm not kidding you when I tell you there's 15 of these cases. And one leads to the next, to the next. It's like the Chicago aldermen. But attorney Bill Harrison argued that Wong did everything he could to help his clients and then played a major role in exposing the scandal. He said Wong still faces retaliation targeting the firm, now run by his son. When your permits get hung up, you know, you're getting the same, um, you know, conduct as it was before. I mean, nothing's changed over there. And so what do you think is happening? Same things happened in the past. But so the people there are punishing him... For cooperating by going against his son. No, that's what we think. The attorney didn't have specific proof, and the city said that... Every Democrat neighborhood in the country, every fascistic, mafia-run country in the third world, this is how it operates. It's riddled with pay-to-play bribery schemes. And right away, when you hear in national news, everybody's heart breaks, and rightfully so. After all, hundreds if not thousands of people died horrifically. But it's time we start to look at how they were let down by the services that they paid for. You know, government, and it can't do a fracking job. Why? Because the people, for the vast majority, who work in it, don't really work. They get the cushy jobs, they get the phony pensions, because they're part of La Cosa Nostra. Claim is false, and that department leadership is willing to investigate claims of unfair treatment. Wong told Judge Derek Watson, I caved in under pressure. My clients were suffering from the corruption in the system. I truly regret that I participated. I failed myself as a person. I failed against God. The judge did praise Wong for a respectable life and deep family and community support, but said he chose to be part of the problem. Pay-to-play schemes cannot be tolerated at any level. They're everywhere. There's a D after the name of the political whore that is supposed to be a representative. Uh, Greg Rogers Park. 
Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Great, great uh, week of shows. Sean, you know, the other, now we also got a new scam here that our Governor Pritzker is trying to get through, is they want to get $20 million to incentivize people to open grocery stores here in the food deserts of Chicago. Here's the thing. You can steal up to $900 at a time to watch over the grocery store when you know, Tim Fox is let you go and not going to prosecute you for stealing, you know? Greg, pretty soon, the people who are victimized by these corrupt political policies, the ones who understand that where people live in decency, there is no such thing as a food desert. The only place there are food deserts are where Democrats are in charge of policy and protecting the honest citizens versus the predators. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Squirrel, you know how I like to talk to you throughout the show. I'm going to ask you a little question. I'm actually going to wait for you to tell me in my ear. Have you ever heard of the name Gary Stefan Maynard? Did you ever hear that name in your entire life? Have you heard the name? No. Gary Stefan Maynard set what we know to be at least four of the California fires that burned hundreds of thousands of acres in what is arguably the worst year for fires in California history. His story. He is a professor. And what, and, and what he's accused of, what prosecutors went after him and indicted him on, is called an arson spree. They have absolute proof of four fires. But nobody knows his name. Yet those are the fires that have been used by the mafia posing as the government. To change the course of everything, not just car companies, but the course of everyone's life in the country. Oh, it's climate change. That's exactly what's going on here in Hawaii. I've come to the conclusion. It's my conclusion. Why in the world would, as it's going on, it wasn't even out. And the mayor, or I'm sorry, the governor of Hawaii, the governor talks about what he's going to do with the land. There are more fatalities that will come. The fire was so hot that what we find is the tragic finding that you would imagine. What he says we find, he means him and his cohorts of corruption. No investigator's been allowed to go in. And now what's he want to do right away? The fires come through and it's hard to um, recognize anybody, but they're able to determine if someone did perish. The reason I, I ask about the conditions in Lahaina is because the, the town has been hard to reach. Residents have to prove a need to be in there. Yes. Journalists are not going in. Uh, but when you describe it the way you just did it, it, it's clear why. I can share. I've twice been in. Uh, I was there Thursday and then yesterday, and I chose not to go into Lahaina today. To be totally honest, there's nothing to see uh, except... When a politician <laughs> uses the, fr- the phrase to be totally honest and then tells you there's nothing to see, call Inspector Clouseau. Call Basil Rathbone. Because this needs to be absolutely thoroughly investigated. And the idea now that they're going to go in and seize the land and do what exactly with it? We're going to make a, a, an open-air memorial? No, you're not. You're going to misuse eminent domain. To seize the assets of the the few assets of of very poor people in one small area of Hawaii. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Okay, fun fact. Uh, One, the official count, I I saw this on Rumble last night from a local, 480 people 
but that's only 13% of houses have been searched so far. So it's a lot more than they're saying. Number two, this is really interesting. The same bad cop that yeah. handled the Las Vegas shooting is now the same cop handling this Maui thing. Number yeah. three, the governor signed a rezoning law about two weeks before this happened for Maui, okay, saying that mm-hmm. they could rezone it if they wanted to. And they also hosted a smart city uh, thing for Lahaina. And the locals vowed to not to band together and not sell. In my opinion, the government took it into their own hands, and they took care of that. Now, well, you know, you know the the people I'm playing the clips of bribery. This is their county, and these are the people who said, "What the hell is going on? You're stealing all our money." So you eliminated the problem too. My my last point is, if you guys want to know the truth about what's going on, go to Rumble because YouTube refuses and has a policy; they will not post any of the locals' videos. So there's a yeah. lot of stuff on Rumble.com. Yeah, YouTube can kiss my ass. Thank you very much, uh, Glenn and Oakbrook. Yeah, Sean, you know, whenever the bureaucrat politicians start to Trust uh, me. pause in station, <laughs> uh, do things like that, you know that they're trying to not get the truth out. Look at the manifesto in Tennessee. They still won't release it. Why? Okay, because oh, they don't want the truth out. They don't it's want another transvestite that went on a spree like the one in Highland Park. Yeah, they, they won't let the information out. The truth cannot be told to the public because that would mean they would have to fix it and make it right, and they don't want to do that. This asks that old question, what do you do when the people in charge are corrupt? When the watchers who are supposed to watch the watchers are corrupt, what do you do? This is a government that will not allow investigators to go into the site. And all we know is that the electric company is at the root. But the, the worst part of all is the fire hydrants were empty. Can you imagine? Can you imagine trying to save your family and your house? You you open the fire hydrant because the fire department can't come, and there's no water? That's murder. Marge, northwest side. I need a little bit of help. I was on the Internet one time, and I ran across a website that listed the U.S. climate patents. And I was reading through them, and one of the patents said that they actually used, they deliberately created mudslides during the Vietnam War, and this was in one of the patents, in order to block people from getting through roads. And I don't, I don't want to say it's a conspiracy theory, but you know what? We don't know what our government's doing anymore, and they no, can have a big hand. Marge, do you really Go think ahead. that that's that, that the, in Vietnam they created the mudslide? You ever hear of the Comanches or any? I mean, it's just that you know everybody knows you block the pass. You ever watch an old western? Am I the only one that saw the rifleman? Thank you very I much. I don't know, Marge. but it was. <laughs> I appreciate. I appreciate, but I agree with you. The government is clearly, clearly capitalizing on chaos that they don't want you to know how it started. Like the fires in California, where a professor has been indicted. And it's called an arson spree. None of that is given context when they talk about the fires of 2022 in California. The worst wildfire year. I believe they're still calling this a wildfire, right? Even though you can find the, the, the scorch marks on the electric truck from Hawaii. Uh, Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, how are you? I, I just love how that one speaker you had was talking about water and using that Clinton-esque word salad to almost make you believe that Maui wasn't an island in the middle of the Pacific. <laughs> I think I think what you're going to find, I think what you'll find in this, and I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist or any of that. I don't I even think you have to quantify that, because that's, that's the position they want people like me to be in. 
right? If I follow the money, if I follow the trails of corruption, ooh, I'm a conspiracy theorist? No, I discovered your crooked ass. I wish we had more conspiracy theorists in the frickin' FBI. Maybe we could have stopped the Madigan Mafia 40 years ago when it was only in operation for 10. I think the thing is, is that it's simple. It's not evil. It's not by design. It's sheer incompetence. It's just... I hate to give them that. I hate to give them that plausible deniability of what they really are—a syndicate of corrupt corruption. What they do—they're just—they're just just not good at what they do because they become easy. They become soft, and they've had it easy. Well, you know as well as I do, Sean. When you went back into the city as a kid, when you went to visit your relatives, they would have fire hydrant tests all the time. Oh yeah. Why didn't anybody have a fire hydrant? I think, it was, in the, it, I think it was in the last union negotiated contract where they didn't want them to get out of the pension incubators they call city trucks. That might be the real reason. George in Naperville. Sean, you remind me of Jack Nicholson in Chinatown. You know what happens to nosy people. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all right. We'll see if they got It's going to take more than two or three of them, but I appreciate that very much. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Craig, what are you doing? You're changing your underpants. What are you doing? Hey, do you have pants on, Craig? I prefer if you have pants on. Where are we going? Uh, we don't know if he's got pants on. In the meantime, about preserving Lahaina moving forward. I'm already thinking about ways for the state to acquire that land so that we can put it into workforce housing, to put it back into families, or to make it open spaces in perpetuity as a memorial. So the government that let the people let the land burn, let the people burn. The government now is going to seize the land. You're going to seize the land now. That's not anything other than absolute and total fascism. This emergency then, and the land itself, doesn't go to the property owners. It goes to the government. What makes you able to do that? Are you a guy? Oh, you're a Democrat. So you're like the commissar, the Politburo. You're like uh, uh, one of Fidel Castro's inner circle. It's your decision what to do with it. People who were lost. We want this to be something that we remember uh, after the pain path. Okay. What about what the people's heirs want? What about the rightful owners of the property you're going to seize? Because I got a sneaky suspicion. I could smell, I smell a Democrat scam. I think you're going to sell the land to Disney or Universal Studios or the Hyatt or the Marriott. See, I could see what you are when you would declare yourself a Democrat. You're a crook. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. The real problem is not the corrupt political horse. They've existed since the dawn of politics itself. The real problem is the people we turn to to expose this. Right now in Studio Xanadu, I have three TVs on. One of them is Haler Jackson, who apparently is the Albert Einstein of propagandists in mainstream media. She wears the exact same fracking clothes every day. And uh, Haley Jackson has on Washington Post reporters. These are children. These are children. These are, these are infants. Let alone, you realize, they're all born in maybe the 90s. Maybe the 90s. They've been indoctrinated to not think critically. To not be suspicious of information. So they're spoon-fed what to tell the people. And that's how you get to a place where Joe Biden is permitted to be president. 
Because let's say you're too stupid to know that Joe Biden has been stealing from the American people since the 70s. Let's say you have no idea that on a mere salary of $60,000 in the 80s, when interest rates were 19%, he somehow acquired a DuPont mansion. Let's say you're unaware that the brother and sister were set up in numerous LLCs for bribery, money laundering, and you have no idea that his sons, both of them, even the dead one, was used as to sit on boards as money launderers. Let's say you don't know that. You still would report that this is somebody who should be the president of the United States? Uh, I make I have no comment on any investigation that's going on. OK, really? Well, what did you do today, Joe? You know, you had a busy day, right? You had Japan and South Korea. So what did you do? Can you tell us what you did today? We've committed to launch a new what we call a supply chain early warning system. Uh, it's going to be a supply chain early warning system pilot. This is supposed to be the president. He cannot speak in sentences. Am I the only one troubled? Is the Republican Party the only one troubled? Why aren't Democrats troubled? And which will alert our nations to disruptions of certain products and materials like critical minerals or batteries so we can get ahead of the issues as they appear. Now, to watch the feeble fascist is even more fun. It's a fantastic Friday. I, 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 am, I really think if you're, if you're bored, you had nothing to do, or you just want to laugh. Watch him, because he can't pick his feeble head up, because he's reading with the big letters. He can't read well either anymore. With the experience uh, that we've experienced in, during the pandemic, excuse me, this is falling off. And he's easily distracted, like a hunting dog. He hears a little noise off in the distance. He runs in the wrong direction. A little paperclip fell off the little podium. There you go. All right. Let's and, get it all uh, straightened out, dimwit. Now get back in the chamber of formaldehyde and Viagra and B12. In the meantime, what exactly is our government bureaucrats? What are they really doing? Are they investigating anything or much of anything? Now that he's got the right attorney general in position to do it, we now know they really have been trying to gin up criminal prosecutions and criminal investigations into the president's perceived enemies. Politi- wow, that sounds good, right? I mean, that's, that's Rachel Maddow. She's, she, I think she sounds like she's on to something. ...motivated persecution, right? Courtesy of Bill Barr. Oh, that was from Trump's presidency. How dare low-life prosecutor, deranged Jack Smith, that's right, he's deranged, break into my former Twitter account without informing me and indeed trying to completely hide this atrocity from me. What could he possibly find out that is not already known, just like the early morning raid of Mar-a-Lago? Why isn't the DOJ raiding crooked Joe Biden's house? Because they're protecting him, Big Donnie. Sorry, you know that. Why aren't they raiding his phones? He's the most corrupt and incompetent president in the history. Well, nobody really knows how many bag phones he has or drop phones or burner phones, whatever you prefer. History of the United States. That's the one they should be looking at. And unfortunately, Big Donnie, no matter who runs against him, he'll win and then they'll slip in the best lunch date in all of Washington. They call her Hump Day Harris. One of the many things I have done as president and thereafter is to expose the massive corruption and fraud that takes place on a regular basis within the USA. Hard- yes, you did. You did that. Now let's get somebody who's going to do something about it. 312-642-5600. I'll be back with your calls. Oh, no, we have a guest. We have a great guest. We'll be back with a guest. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. 
From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. My next guest is very interesting. I've had the pleasure of speaking to him before. Fascinating. You see, he holds a degree in mechanical engineering from Brown University. Started out designing jet engine components and systems. He ended up working for a firm that customizes helicopters. He then transitions into the president of Just Facts. His name is Jim Agresti. Jim, how are you? Thank you for joining me. Great, Sean. Thank you for having me on. You know, I love having you on because if we could just stick to facts, we wouldn't be in this Kantian quagmire of fascism and collectivism. And that's really where we are. Because the trick of Marxism and the trick of a collective has worked in America, where you've been able to unmoor people from objective fact, and you have this alternative subjective reality where it is what I say it is, and if you're a Democrat, you think this way. If you're not a Democrat, you're supposed to think the other way. And how do you fix it when there is no objective truth anymore? You are 100% correct, Sean. We are a nation that is drowning in falsehoods and lies. And uh, when you believe these things, you do things that are disconnected from reality. And inevitably, they hurt yourself or they hurt other people. So this is serious business. And we really broke the, the principles of that with COVID. I mean that. We, it, that was somehow used for our government to take the position of a, of a Soviet third world society. And I think we're still reeling in that. And when I read your article, it really hit home because I was prepared to be doing my show right now arguing against policies of Donald Trump that I disagreed with because he had many. He also had many. I really agreed with. And that, to me, is the beauty of politics. It's a think tank for the ordinary man, where you can have that conversation over specificity, and you can hopefully solve things. But that is not to be. And now we are at a place in America, 2023, where an ex-president is being charged because he quoted fact. Right? True. True. I started reading the indictment of... Uh, Jack um, Smith out of Washington, D.C., the, the second most recent one, because they're coming down so quickly now I'm losing track of them. But I'm <laughs> yeah. reading it, and, and it's saying Trump lied when he said that more than 30,000 non-citizens voted in Arizona. And the reason we know he lied is that his campaign advisor told them that wasn't true. And the Speaker of the Arizona House of Representatives said we have no evidence of fraud. Now, when I read that, I said, I know where that figure comes from, because it came from a study that I conducted that I had vetted by two Ph.D. data scientists. And I know it to be true or true as an estimate as we published it. There's a range of uncertainty and and there's some caveats to the study. But to say that Trump was lying, he knew, in other words, he knowingly said something that was untrue because he cited a fact from our study instead of believing the unsupported claims of people that are cherry picked by the prosecutor is patently absurd. And for Americans this year, 
And Americans ever since, in my opinion, the government reaction, ironically, while Trump was president. But for Americans now to hope for the idea of fact or truth to save us, I don't think we can get back. I don't think we can get moored to that principle when you're realizing that this is a guy who, if you don't like him, you shouldn't be able to persecute him in the name of prosecuting. And how do we, if you can't win this point, this is a very crucial point. So everybody waits for the white knight to come or the lone ranger and say, hey, this is the fact. This is the truth. We have had that in so many of the policies that have destroyed our quality of life in America over the last two years. Do you think maybe this is one where you say, I did the study, because I read your article, and I, I, I find it to be fascinating, and I'm wondering, are you getting calls from mainstream media? Are you getting uh, people knocking on your door, and they're saying, Jim, listen, you worked on this. This is a Ph.D. vetted study. Can we discuss it? The last guy who knocked on my door... Uh, unannounced, was trying to sell me uh, solar panels. <laughs> God, that's a sad reality, and I'm sure you could use your engineering degree to tell us why that's a boondoggle as well. But in, in, in your estimation, in your estimation, is is Trump's team in fighting this? I feel like they're they're afraid to say anything. You know, I I, I was shocked by by them not allowing him to come on and discuss these very points as he said he wanted to discuss with the public the evidence that he was basing his opinion on and the next thing i know they were able to silence a guy who i didn't think could be silenced i'm wondering what your thoughts are my thoughts are that his attorneys got to him that is the norm when you're under indictment you shut your mouth when you're arrested they say anything you can say will be used against you in a court of law and and trump is a little difficult to contain in that respect <laughs> He's shown yeah. himself. He just doesn't give a rip. Yeah. But I, I think somebody talked to him and said, you can't do this. You know, you're, you're going to create your own noose with this. But quite frankly, uh, you know, sometimes there's a price to be paid for speaking the truth. And I think part of Trump's uh, following is because he did that. I'm not saying yeah. he always spoke the truth, but he was willing to speak to issues that other people were afraid to speak about that were true. You know what's interesting, Jim, when you're, when you're saying that, I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, there is a price to pay when you speak the truth. But what I realize now, and as I look at what's going on in my, in my beautiful country at this day, there's no price to ever be paid for buying the, the fraudulent lie. There's no price. None. It doesn't matter. It seems to me like they've gotten away with the, the contortion, the misrepresentation of what Donald Trump said in his actual speech. And you quote the transcripts of what he said in, in his January 6th speech. And then a part of me realizes there's a reason the government doesn't want us to view the unedited version of the videotapes. There's a reason that they're not telling us if the FBI or the CIA or any other three-letter agency had assets in the capital, in the crowd. This feels like a third world coup d'etat that we would read about when we were talking about the fall of a Brazilian country or Chilean government or some other third world place where our government manipulates politics. I'm wondering if you've come to a conclusion yet. I, I would agree with everything you just said, and, and I think it's rooted in Alinskyism, you know, the doctrine of Saul Alinsky, which is anything that you can do to advance your goal is moral the only thing immoral is not availing yourself of everything you can possibly do to achieve your objective so if you have to lie cheat steal 
kill, whatever it takes to advance your goal, they've bought into it. But I don't think there's not a price to pay. I think there is a price to pay. I think these people, number one, have lost credibility with a vast array of people. There's an enormous amount of polling that shows that trust in government and all sorts of institutions, uh, the medical profession, are at record lows for as long as they've been polling. So people stop when you lie to people enough or say things that are wrong, even if it's not a deliberate lie, people rightfully say, hmm, he got that thing wrong. Why should I believe him again? And and of course, um, I think there's always a price to pay. I'm a Christian. I think God is just. And uh, whatever we think we're getting away with in this world, God will will see to it that everything is made right in the end. And I do believe that. Well, I you know I hope you're right, and I hope they have cigars. Those are the two things I really <laughs> want to happen. But you know, it's funny. There's also a trick going on. As I watched the best lunch date in political history, some call vice president, indoctrinate Chicagoans by telling the generation, "You are essential. You are essential. You are essential." I watched in a 30 second speech the 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 best launch date in washington use essential five times these are tactics that are used by brainwashing tactics have you um found this throughout political uh, the last political couple of years the way i did i can't help but notice how they're all on the same talking point they all use the same word and they use it in a redundancy that would have made people drink kool-aid is that what another aspect of what we're experiencing I think anyone who's had their eyes open during these past several years has seen that. I mean, we've all seen the clips from from Tom Elliott of Grabian, where he puts together these talking points. Everyone clearly got the message that day. They're using the same precise words, and uh, the words are carefully chosen. I'm sure they're focus group tested. You know, there's a, a, an academic journal called Idiom, and that one of the statements in it was, he who controls the language can rewrite history and do whatever they want. So something like uh, castration and mastectomies and other medical and chemical procedures that interrupt natural processes are now called gender-affirming care. Yes, that, that, would, that would make people not realize they're going to be mutilated. It's a very interesting tactic. But I also see it in the, in the public. I've seen it since January 6th as the protest to what was the most obvious election theft in American history took place. And that was the idea that it was an insurrection. Now, you'll have to forgive me. I am uh, I, I'm proud of both heritage. I'm Italian and Norwegian. And virtually every insurrection or virtually every conflict or virtually every wedding in those two uh, nationalities have weapons. Yet the insurrection had very few weapons, no firearms. The only person that was killed was a disarmed, an unarmed, I should say, 120-pound veteran female who was shot at point-blank range in the neck. Do you not think the word insurrection was something that was out there the morning of January 6th before any window was broken? I don't know when they came up with the term, but it's clearly deceitful. There was not a single person who, like you said, fired a gun. Yeah, some people use some weapons. They threw around fire extinguishers. A brick can be a weapon, but not a single gunshot, not a single murder, not a single person was charged with attempted murder. Now, the Biden administration has a list that's actually published by USA Today, too, of all the charges they've hit people with over January 6th. And hundreds of people have been charged with interrupting an official proceeding of government. Federal crime. They're, you know, they're dealing with a criminal record here, sometimes imprisonment. Let me tell you who else did that. 
the two Tennessee Democrats that interrupted the House proceedings with their so-called gun control protest. It's the same exact thing that got them removed from office. Yet the people who were protesting on January 6th are called insurrectionists, while the media treats the Tennessee peak eyes as heroes. They did the same exact thing. They violated the same law. You know, now that we're unmoored from objective fact, anything can happen. I mean, I honestly, uh, part of me thinks we're lucky it's only this bad, and it's going to get a lot worse unless we correct it. And a commonality of all people, I think, that can fix this is the idea that you go over on your site, which I love, and that's everything you heard about the debt ceiling is wrong. And I mean that because so many of us are concerned about what I see as an intentional bankruptcy of the American dollar and the American rule of, 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 of our economy, which is supposed to be for the individual and property rights. So when you, I didn't open the article and, and, and read it as thoroughly as I should have because I've only got so much time, and your, your website is absolutely fantastic, justfactsdaily.com. But what oh, are some you. of the things, because, listen, to think we even have a debt ceiling and realize exactly what was going to happen before it happened is infuriating for a guy like me to come to work every day and realize that the value of every one of my listeners' dollar goes down every single minute of every day because of what the political whores and, and prostitutes have done by allowing the corruption to be called government agenda or government spending or the Inflation Reduction Act or whatever the, the word of the day is. What are some of the facts that people can maybe come to a commonality with uh, people they think are on the opposite side than them? So here's the reality. When we had the debt ceiling standoff, the media and a lot of politicians, including some Republicans, were saying, hey, if we don't agree to raise the debt ceiling, we're going to default on the debt. And the fact of the matter is the exact opposite is true. The federal law and the U.S. Constitution require the Treasury to pay the interest on the debt. It is one of the ultimate priorities constitutionally specified. So if we and the government had plenty of money to do that, of course. So what the government had to do under the law was pay the interest on the debt. And then guess get this. You ready for this? This Mm -hmm. is radical. Run a bounced budget. That's what hitting the debt ceiling requires. It doesn't mean you don't pay the debt. It means you live within your means. You can't take any on any more debt. So the media were trying to use this as a bludgeon to, hey, Republicans, if you don't agree to all this spending, uh, we're going to you know, default on the debt and you're to blame. No. If we I- defaulted on the debt, it was because the Treasury... Under Joe Biden's leadership, he controls that treasury, refused to do its constitutional duty. Jim, I have a theory, and that is the fact that um, throughout my lifetime, half a century, I have yet to see an argument or a principle that was defended on just the fact. And I have yet to see the side fighting for that ever win. And you get this, this dragged off into the weeds, politicized argument of right and wrong, and in the meantime, the, olar- the, the oligarchy that runs the country and the government itself gets its way. And the more chaos, the more failure, the more it grows. If we can't win on an economic argument, how are we going to win on any of these other arguments of how to get the principles of Americanism back, in your opinion? Well, I'll tell you something. It starts with us. It yeah. starts with looking in the mirror. It starts with saying, I'm going to have integrity. 
whether this fact agrees with what I believe or not, I'm going to accept it. I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm going to weigh it. It's intellectual integrity. And the reason I think the purveyors of misinformation win is that we're prone to misinformation and pandering. These politicians know what we want. They know our weaknesses and they can exploit them. And we are not going to be the nation we could be until we develop the kind of individual character that made this country great. Yeah. Jim, you know how much I love having you on. I I absolutely love the site, justfactsdaily.com. And I can't help but notice you wrote a story about Epstein. And it, it, I, I wanted to get into it. We don't have enough time. But give me some of the scandalous facts that you found in this article. And then I'm going to tell you about how his airplane was auctioned off at, a, at an auction that took place where I now live in Naples, Florida. I couldn't believe it. And the plane that he had and the money. It was just a fascinating thing. But tell me a little bit about the article on JustTheFactsDaily.com. Oh, man. So, a couple months ago, the uh, Department of Justice Inspector General did a report on the death of Jeffrey Epstein. And the basic conclusion was he died of suicide. It couldn't have been any other way. And the media outlets changed that to no evidence of foul play. That's, this is what the Inspector General found. And I dug through that report. And what blew me away is it was loaded with evidence of foul play. <laughs> Just because somebody commits suicide, assuming that conclusion is correct, and we don't have time to get into that. No, I know. Let's just assume for the sake of argument it's correct. Guess what? There's such a thing as coerced suicide. In fact, it's very common. It's what mobsters do to people yeah. when they say, hey, listen, you can fall on the sword and we're going to leave your family alone. Mm-hmm. I love it. And there's no question the government abetted him in that process. That's why we should just call it a Bronx tale instead of the Washington, D.C. In the meantime, <laughs> Jim Agresti, you know, I love the site. Thank you for making time for me. I look forward to your next article. Thank you. Sean, thank you for all your kind words and your time. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. Hi, next. uh, I normally don't have a guest now, but I like this particular guest. I like her a lot. She ran to kind of fix things in Chicago. Sadly, I was right. I hate to be right when it comes to good people losing to corruption. But she's never going to stop fighting. I like that about her. She is Christine Shanahan McGovern. Christine, how are you? Hi, Sean. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me again. I I really appreciate the support that you um, always have given me. And I am putting myself in the ring again and i am going to run for illinois state rep district 36 because my previous opponent's term is not up for four years so they have not seen the last of me good this is good yes and in the meantime you're doing things to help society in general through education really and that's kind of why you're hosting the sound of freedom correct yes and it's it's a the hosting of the movie is going to be at hollywood boulevard cinema in woodridge and we're going to have a panel there. So we're going to start with Sheriff Mendrick, who's going to talk about uh, cases that he has handled recently um, and how to help parents and that avenue from a law perspective of law enforcement. And then we have um, 
an, a previous actor, Bug Hall, who played um, Alfalfa in The Little Rascals. He's going to talk about his abuse that he experienced in Hollywood and his weight of hope and to come back and recover from that. And we have. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Little Rascals, you'll have to forgive me. I'm going to remember, I'm, I, I'm a movie buff. That guy's dead that played Alfalfa. You mean the Little no. Rascals that was released afterwards, right? Yes, yes. All right, good, good. Because Honey Bunny's like, no, 1994. I said, honey. The Little Rascals, it started, I think, in the 20s, didn't it? <laughs> Way before our time, yes, yeah. originally. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So he, I didn't realize he was a victim of uh, child abuse and all kinds of nonsense? All kinds of nonsense in, in Hollywood. And it's going to be really a, a moving experience of hope because that's what this is about, and that's kind of what my position has always been. There's dark times, but we have to see the light, and, and we have to push forward and continue our, our motion and... Um, to prevent this evil and to educate people about this evil, to make the world a better place and to um, continue um, the positiveness of what's happening. You know, because I think that if people don't give up, we can. We can well, do it. This movie, Sound of Freedom, is really quite the, 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 the story, quite the success story. I have to tell you, I'm waiting for it to be streaming. Do, they, do you know? Because I know you're in that, in that loop, in that world. Will it always be in theaters, or is there any uh, uh, future plans to stream it? I would assume so, but do you have any information on that? Yes, I believe it's going to start to be streamed in um, October, I believe really? is the date. that Yes, that, that's what I heard, because originally our event was going to be in, in September, and the theater called and said you might have to reschedule it and said, um, let's push it back, so we moved it forward. You know what's interesting? I'm watching, you know, because I, I have to go through a tremendous amount of news, and it's funny when you focus on sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. They seem right. to be suffering for a massive, massive uptick, uptick in sexual assault allegations, in sexual assault cases, in child trafficking. It seems to be that this arena is thriving more than ever. Is this going to be a part of your campaign as you run against a Democrat um, enabler of this kind of problem as they continue to fight for the rights of the pedophile versus the freedom of the child that they affect? Yes, and, and that was part of my platform last time I ran, too, and, and it's something that's very dear in my heart uh, based on what's happened with my, with my siblings in the Catholic Church and based on these laws that were pushed on, but more importantly, what's happening in our schools and the sexualization of our kids. It is all tied together. Yeah. And until we educate the people who have their blinders on, and it's up to us, it's up to everyone who's listening to your show right now to share this message and to tell people because they're unaware. And if people are unaware, they're not going to change their thought process. Yeah. But, but with the voices of all of us and you, um, we can make a difference and we will make a difference. And I, and I know that you always say that I'm very uh, positive Nacious. and I have, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but we, we can make a difference, and we will make a difference, and this is going to be a great event as far as touching this, this horrific topic, but also a, a night of hope and, and talking about how you can heal. You know, Jean Cozier is going to be on there also, and, and she believes, you know, no one heals in silence, and, and she heals people through artistic expression. So it's a different type of panel, um, and I'm really looking forward to, to being able to be, share this platform with people yeah. so that they can educate themselves and hear what Sheriff Mendrick has to say, too. Oh, absolutely. And it's got to be, a, it's gotta be a, um, a terrible insult to watch the government 
fight vehemently hard, not for the, the, the victims of the pedophiles, but for the pedophiles. That has to be the salt in the wound as you see this become the norm in these Democrat run hell holes. So I'm curious to know after you ran, I kind of knew what happened while you were running. What, the, the Illinois Republicans, they didn't, they didn't embrace you. In fact, it was difficult, wasn't it, uh, dealing with them? Or am I misremembering that, as Democrats like to say? As far as monetary help, yes, it was very difficult. And I'll be honest, and I said it before, it's because I did not get behind Urban. Um, Who, and uh, uh, I, yeah, when, when will he announce that he's going to run? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. You want to make a bet? Because you know how I like the bet, 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 bet. <laughs> I'm going to bet that he is going to run. Let me think. Let me think. What would I do if I were a scoundrel, scallywag, in on the corruption? He's going to run for the senator after Dick Durbin decides to go off into the sunset with his unpleasant-looking lobbyist wife. What do you think? You don't know, say I anything. Don't know, you won't yeah. get any money. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. But one thing I can always say is I have always been true to my convictions. I have not wavered at all in any position that I stood for, and I will not waver in any position that I stand for. That's one thing that when you when you push your vote, you're going to get what you what you vote for, and, and there's not going to be any surprises whatsoever. Um, so I hope people will will come and support the event, and they can find it on my Facebook, Christine Shanahan McGovern for Illinois State Rep District 36, of which I told you I would be you, I would use your um show to make my i love this This which i am doing so thank you for that um so you ran last time in district 18 right yes and now you're going to run in district 36 when is the election or i guess they call it do they still call it an election in in illinois or is it just selection are they out of the closet what do they do (laughs) um it, it is next november of 24. And I can say I've already spoken with so many people and so many people, especially in our area with what's happening with the immigrants coming in. They're, they're very upset. And then when I read what's come, you know, what is in the CPS handbook, in the student handbook, they have a section where teachers and staff do not have to tell the parent about any kind of um, medical assistance regarding this could mean abortions or hormone blocking so they are removing the parental rights of our students and it's in the student handbook it it is alarming it's frightening it's wrong and it's evil again i've always said from the beginning of my campaign we're in a in a phase right now where it's good versus evil and everyone who's listening now did you hear the chicago alderman today which one listen to this A Chicago alderman tonight says the migrant crisis in Chicago has brought an increase in crime, drugs, and panhandling near a temporary shelter in his ward. He goes on to say the city simply cannot use hotels and police stations for permanent housing. That's a Democrat. That's a Democrat. So what you have on your side is the cold slap in the face of reality and the failure and the corruption. And hopefully this time, the people who vote for you will pull their head out of their ass and not want to be in the mafia, but want to tear it down. That's what I'm hoping. And uh, where Thank can you. the people go now to support you and get started helping you early? And then tell us one more time. I know this event. I know this venue. I actually did my show from this venue in Woodridge. I love it. They're wonderful people. It's a great spot. You know, I I don't know if I'm going to be in town, but where is it? Give me one more time. If you come, I have your name on the list already. Um, I wanted to let you know. You that. think I was worried about not getting in, honey? There's not a place <laughs> that can keep me out if I want to get in. I'm from Melrose Park, but go ahead. It's it's Hollywood Boulevard Cinema, so it's one zero zero one Seventy Fifth Street in Woodward.
and then you can find out um, how to purchase the ticket. Uh, Christine Shanahan McGovern for Illinois State Rep. That's my Facebook page. Or easy, ShanahanMcGovern.com is my website that is just getting done right now. Um, and or on Eventbrite, it's No Turning Back, Sound of Freedom. Or you can just put my name in there and it will come up, Christine Shanahan McGovern. But if I could plug one more event while I'm here. Right now I'm in Orland Park at the Open the Heavens, Let God Arise event with my friend Mary Crawley. That's mm-hmm. happening today and tomorrow, and it's, it's a free event all day. They have some wonderful speakers, and that's um, in Orland Park at 15500 South 73rd Street in Orland Park. Open the headway, open the right, heavens, so, let God arise. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy five tickets personally, and I'm going to give them one away each day next week because it's a week from this Saturday, right? Yes. All right, so I'm going to buy five tickets. We'll have Honey Bunny take care of that for me. And I'm going to give one away to a caller a day. Is that all right? We help you out a little bit? I think that would be wonderful. And, again, I appreciate it, and I, and I stuck to my word. I said I would, if I ran again, I would come on your show and announce it publicly for the first time. Um, so thank you for letting me do that. And um, thank you again for all of your support and, for honestly, for your voice because you care. You, you honest to God, care. Well, I want everybody. I only care about my listeners, and I, you know, as I, as you know, I don't let the Democrat scoundrel scumbag want to be half-ass gangster short in the pants. Listen, so that's why I care. Thank you very much, Christine Shanahan McGovern. Have a great day. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer. I can't remember nothing. No, no, no. I love that son of a gun. Love him. Get you in the mood for a fantastic Friday. There's no question about it. Let's let it breathe a little bit. Much better time. Did you ever take a look at the American cars back then, bro? You could drive them through six of the new electric vehicles. Kevin, Austin, Texas. I knew that was going to get you to call. I knew it. The minute she called, I said, oh, boy, here we go with two times. From Austin, Texas, Kevin. Was that Pentagast? Yeah, it's you kidding me. That's that's right after. I can't remember if that's when it was Harold and the Blue Notes or if that was when he went on his own. Because when he went on his own, oh, that's when he really I mean, went I, crazy. I want to turn on Soul Train and watch you. Listen, if you couldn't undo the locks with a woman with Teddy Pendergrass on, you might as well just turn yourself into the prison. Because that son of a gun... Girls just started taking their clothes off when Teddy Pendergrass started singing. It was great. That voice, he's got that magic voice, unlike the best. The best. Yeah, died in a traffic in a terrible accident. I believe a prostitute stole a Rolex from him. He was chasing her down the hill in California, lost control of the Rolls Royce, and hit a tree. And that's why he was in a wheelchair. If I remember the story correctly, did you know it? I did not know that. Yeah. I feel a better man for hearing it. You thought about Teddy could have just bought another Rolex? I bet you he wishes he had that decision back. But go ahead. So anyhow, thanks for having Christine uh, Shanahan McGovern on. Uh, it's great to give her a voice, and there are a lot of other people out there. I was listening to you earlier, and I write down a little notes of myself, what I want to say to you. Everybody wants to wait for the White Knight or Lone Ranger. It's not going to happen. No. The other thing is that, uh, you know, who's going to pay the price? You say nobody pays the price. The middle class, middle class is the one paying the price for all these Democrat things. And the other thing is that arguments alone aren't going to win elections. It's organization that's needed. Now, in the upcoming election for the House, there's going to be uh, House seats 6, 11, 14, and 17. I really believe that if enough of your listeners get involved, become Dude. precinct chairs, Tom from Blue Island, Rich from Many in the Head Park, and yeah. the rest of those guys got involved, 
you can tip the scales a little bit. I really I think you'd I think you'd have a much better chance if you weren't in that area. And I say that because this is the I'm same not area. It's easy. No, well, listen. You know that's why Christine Shanahan McGovern, who you know, I, I have great affection for. I think she's she, I know five, yeah. she should be in politics, but she's running in areas that knew what the short in the pants mafia was for five decades, and to this day, they will step and they will fetch. Joe Biden, Mike Madigan, he'll win every time in these areas, and that's the sin of it. If enough people do that, and if, if there's enough of a fight in Illinois, that pulls resources from all the Chicago Democrats and the limousine liberals going up to Wisconsin. Well, yeah, there's, there's, another, there's another caveat that you're ignoring. It could be if enough people start to wiggle, they have one of those Maui fires. Where What are we up to, 1,300 people they can't find? And my favorite is when the government goes, I hope we find them. Oh, yeah, they're at a barbecue with Don Hull. Where do you think they are, you morons? There, were no, there was no water in the fire hydrants. Thank you very much, Kevin. Austin, Texas. Uh, Matt, Indiana. Hey, Sean. I just want to let you know, I've heard you talk about the wind turbines recently. I'm traveling through Illinois today, going back home to my house in Indiana. I've How been many? past three wind farms. They're not turning at all. They're not no, moving. They don't have to move. They're, they don't produce anything when they do move. It's all a giant scam. But I will bet you a dollar to a donut, because you know I like to bet, 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 bet. I will bet you every one of those farmers is a registered Democrat. What do you say to that? I'm sure they are. Thank you very much, Matt, in Indiana, for helping me prove a point. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Man, I'm having so much trouble. I think it's one of these three-letter agency rats taking in uh, interfering. And not could be that, or it could be that you bought your phone at the last Kmart that they have in business. But go ahead. I spent time for it. Hey, Tyler, that's what I... Craig, top dollar from Mount Greenwood. Go ahead. All right, now listen. You are on. You are right on the button with this Hawaii thing. There's something going on. These people aren't even allowed... They're getting censored and cut off from even getting information out. But one of the things that came out was this uh, drone. They, uh, yeah. uh, someone took and put a drone over there and showed how there was... Uh, all the houses in were incinerated in the streets that are right around the houses, yeah. in the trees, in the cars yeah. parked outside are, are unaffected. So well, there's no, the there's no, uh, there. there's no, there's no beneficiaries of estates because most of the people who had those homes were multi-generational living in the same home. The value had gone up. It was their asset. They were arguably the poorest people on the island. And uh, for, I'm not sure if it's official, but I think the deed to their property has already been transferred to BlackRock uh, via the politician, the Democrat, who are, who said he's going to seize it. You know, just to maybe make a park. Anybody want to bet that? Bet, 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 bet. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so... It's really quite funny when you look at the ramifications of political policies. Did you realize, Squirrel, that some of the best areas, if you go back 70, 80, 90 years of the city, are what is now referred to as ghettos? Did you know that? What is the difference? The difference is policies. When you incentivize terrible things, when you subsidize terrible people, 
That's just the reality. Now, there are good people trapped in those areas. The problem is they're not listening to the people that want to help them. My next guest is one of those people who constantly tries to help them. He is an author, a lecturer, and a fellow at the Heritage Academy. He is the founder and president of Martin Luther King Republicans, and he is continuing to put up a fight. He hosts dinners, he has events, and we're going to have him on to discuss. His name is Jimmy Lee Tillman II. Jimmy, how are you? Thank you, Mr. Sean Thompson, for having me on. And let me tell you something. Not only to your great white audience that are listening to me, I'll shout out to the big, big black audience that you have, Sean Thompson, who's been asking me when I'm coming back on. And I know they're listening. I'm on, y'all. I'm well, on. How you doing, I have Sean? to tell you, Jimmy, I never, I, I really, growing up, from where I'm from, the, the life I had, I never looked at that stuff. I really didn't. I always judge people on character. And uh, I can't help but notice so many people of all races suffer under terrible, corrupt governments. And when I listened to this alderman today, I actually thought about you. I want you to, I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. Advise V win tonight with some possible solutions. Second Ward Alderman Brian Hopkins says his office has been addressing complaints and problems taking place at the Inn of Chicago in Streeterville. It's one of 15 temporary shelters set up across the city to house new migrants. So now you've, you've, you've come from areas where the people, the citizens, are suffering terrible atrocities in the, in the quality of life. And yet you see the, the, the millions, the tens of millions, hundreds of millions, going in to house people who sh- came here and the first act they did was come here to circumvent law. They didn't come here properly. And I'm wondering, what is that reception like in areas that have already been victims of government corruption and failure? What is it like in the areas that you're seeing across the city? Well, this immigration catastrophe is a blessing for me because it is the straw that has broken the Democratic back. I have never seen so many people in uproar about what's going on at the border. You have senior citizens here in our area trapped, can't come out there, senior citizens building because of the new cartel, the new gangs that are robbing yes. them and shooting at them. It, 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 the senior citizens are, are held hostage in their own neighborhoods. We have a mayor who seemingly don't care. And um, this, 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 it breaks my heart now because I'm used to, you know, I'm from Chicago. I'm used to the gang violence. I'm used to, you know, we, we, we you know, you from, you, we came from an area where, you know, you, you accepted a certain way of life. But now you have these invaders coming in here, setting up their territory. Not only, you know, everybody know about the guns and the, you know, the fentanyl and stuff, but let's go to the prostitution. You know, yeah. they're bringing these girls up here, setting them up a prostitution yeah. everywhere. And it, they're downtown prostituting. They're everywhere. And, and it's the city is turning a blind eye. You what, know, you, what you and I had the luxury of doing, though, what you and I had the luxury of doing, no matter what your area was, how bad it was, there was a difference. Those, those aspects faced consequences. Society didn't embrace gangs. They existed. Right. They've existed forever. But society writ large, and in particular the government, didn't embrace the gangs. So the gangs had to work a little bit in the shadows. And when they came out, there was a problem. They went to jail. Right. And they got arrested. What you and I have experienced over the last three years specifically is gangs being embraced by government and being protected by government. So when you compound that with importing the original supplier of all of the drugs, the cartels, it won't be long. The cartels are going to kick the ass 
of the gangs that operated in, sh- in the shadows. How much longer do you think? I think it's five years. And the gangs that we were used months. to are taken over by five cartels. Months. Yeah, Five months. Five months. Because you fail to realize that, well, the black community and the, you know, the community, the community at large, black, white, brown, the mob, everybody, and their little cliques, they, ain't, they didn't bring the drugs over here. They're coming across the border. NAFTA allowed the trucks to bring them in. And so, yeah, the little mob, the gang, everybody was sending their money back and forth. They, the middleman is cut out. They're here now. They don't need no more middleman. They're shooting for their territory. It's their dope. It's their money. It's their life. It's their way. No more middleman. So, no. In the next five to six months, maybe a year, wow. You know, everybody was scared of the L. Rook is Latin clean. You know, all all, yeah. the, all all these people. No, this have nothing to do with this. This is a these people militarily are trained, and we and we're just thinking about the Mexicans. We're not looking at the Chinese. We're not looking at the Eastern Europeans. We're not looking well, at all the, the El other Salvador, the MS thirteen, and the rest of it. But here's the thing, too, Jimmy. There's a leg up. They're used to dealing with corrupt governments that act as a front. For the gangs. I'm telling you, I don't think it's going to be long, and you're going to see in Chicago kidnappings like you saw in the cartel run areas throughout the third world. That's what I think will be next. They'll be kidnapping citizens they think have money. They'll be torturing them. They'll be blackmailing them. That's going to be the norm. And people who live in these border states already have been dealing with it. They're just not getting any coverage. I think it'll happen in Chicago. I thought it would take longer than you, but I hope neither one of us are right. I'm wondering if the people are getting mad about it. Our governor just passed a law that they can be police officers. What are you talking about? Exactly. What are you talking about? Yeah. Wait, so how long? How long can it take when, they, when there's a law now? What are you talking about? That's quick. <laughs> you got illegal citizens with badges now controlling everything. What you talking about? Crooked cops? What are you talking about? Yeah. That's yeah. Overnight. Where's the outrage? You see, right now, see, I don't know where my white brothers and sisters are on this issue, but my black brothers and sisters are pissed off right now this was a straw they're tired of that they're tired of their children body parts being cut off they're tired of their daughters being given blockers so they won't be reproduced they're tired of all of that they have no idea of the catastrophe that they have brought to this to this community and we in chicago we are the magnifying glass if it works here if it don't fail here it will work everywhere so everywhere. So as the president and founder of the Martin Luther King Republicans, are you seeing an uptick in interest in people coming over and discussing this? And I'm going to tell you why I ask you this. I was at an event uh, when the governors were when they were running for a Republican governor and they were having the debates. And I was so excited to see the ex-cons who came to that function. And I had met one of them and talked to a, a, a group of them. And, you know, I'm going to tell you what, I was so excited about the idea that the ex-cons who understand the game because they played it and lost are now out on the streets and they're trying to make things better. I thought they would become a kind of a a catalyst to a movement where you had a Republican uprise. And it doesn't have to be Republican because, quite frankly, the Illinois Republicans are scoundrels as well. But it always it's the only alternative to the Democrats. I was looking forward to an uptick. Are you seeing any signs of that? Well, right now, and I know they're listening, it's at a flat line. This is what I mean by, by a flat line. Right now, Trump does have 35% of the black male vote. It's, it's in the increase. But here in Illinois, you know, it's three races of people in Illinois. You got the whites, in Illinois politics, that is, you got the whites, the blacks, and the riggers. 
You see, Illinois has too many rigors in it. And so once you get these groups of um, 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 ex-offenders in the ballgame, um, the rigors will get to go get somebody like Jaquan Der- Jones. Right, this dude named Jaquan Jones claims to be um, a Trump spokesperson or head of the Trump ideology thing. But this guy worked on Joe Biden's campaign, worked on Bernie yeah. Sanders' campaign, but he's sneaking around here grabbing all the, you know, the, but not Bernie Sanders, excuse me. Barry Obama knows that the Illinois party does not have a strong message for the black community. And we've been working hard for the last 15 years. We never ask for support from the Illinois GOP because we know they're full of rigors. We never ask for support from Chicago, anyone else. We know if we see that there's a problem, we go and address it. You know, now speaking of that, we, know we, have a, we do have an uh, event coming up. And it's the 15th, it's, it's our 15th anniversary of the 60th anniversary of the I Had a Dream speech. And see, right. what we really all about is the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slaveholders sitting down and working things out because that is what the true picture of this country will be. And you got the powers that be going to bring an outside force in here to break up everything. See, we, this is why I'm a Trumper. This is why I'm a Trumper because, and you know, I know you might be up and down, up and down the charts, but. Yeah, well, you know how I feel. All right. I'm more about the issues, but I, I think, you know how I, I have felt if he didn't win this last time, I knew where we were going to be. And it's sad because I don't think anybody can win. I don't think there's any legitimacy in the, in the election. But what I do think there's legitimacy in is, 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 is the fight you've been putting up. In fact, this is your 15th annual uh, Dream Keepers dinner and worship service. Where is it at? And, uh, well, we, oh, it's at the luxury, luxury international Trump Hotel and Towers in downtown Chicago. You know, uh-huh. but you said something earlier that kind of got my goal. You said um, there's a guy, Richard Irvin, might yeah. be running for Senate. You know, that, that, that well, that's that, my that, speculating, I, but I'm normally pretty well, good I've at that stuff. That a lot in circles. I've been hearing that a lot in circles. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. But you know, in that debate, there's a guy named Max Solomon who nobody heard of. He floor him in the debate, you know. So this is going to be a real interesting Senate campaign coming up because, you know, I ain't going to announce it right now, but Jimmy Lee still is in a fight. But right now there's a bigger fight going on for the country. We got to make sure we get the right guy in the office. And here in Illinois, the main reason, the main fight that we're really fighting on, I did a good op-ed on immigration, but it's about the children, like Christine was saying earlier. The kids right here, the the, the educational system, they're giving our children poison educational system. And they're destroying the sexuality of our children by pastoring our young men and giving our daughters blockers. The future of our country is at stake because these democratic people who don't love children, who don't love man, who don't love humans, are getting rid of the gym, the prize possession of any country, which is our future, which is our youth. And if we're not able to produce, Sean, what are we? That's our great yeah. empire's fall from within. You know, Jimmy Lee, I did a... Uh... I did a story, uh, well, I found, I stumbled onto a story about a woman who was a wonderful lady, and she played the rules the way she was supposed to, and she had started and bought an investment property, and she needed to sell it because the property taxes had become so onerous. This was all on the south side of Chicago. They had become so onerous that she couldn't afford it. She actually had gotten sick. Her daughter took on the point of selling the property. They had problems with tenants not paying rent, they had evictions, and the rest of it. So they finally said, okay, we're going to sell the property. Much to their surprise, the water bill had not been paid. Mm. 
When they went to sell the water, the, the, the property, the water bill had accumulated with penalties and interest and all kinds of, of things thrown on top of the water bill to sixty seventy thousand dollars and if you look at what's happening in the in the in the hard areas of Chicago, for lack of a better word, the hard areas of Chicago, they're encumbered by massive property taxes, massive water bills. Are people that you're dealing with upset about this? Are they interested in in playing uh, the the go on a payment plan, or are they understanding they're victims? of corrupt political policies where the government is is charging them massive fees for for water and taxes on top of it. It's just something that that Rahm Emanuel doubled and tripled the taxes. Lori Lightfoot did it. Brenda Johnson was on a payment plan. Are people starting to get disgusted with the fees and the cost of dealing with Chicago corrupt politics? Not only are they sick and tired of the fees, they're upset that uh, invaders, an illegal immigrating universal force is coming in here and getting tax breaks. They're getting tax breaks. They get free water, free housing, free everything, and I have to pay a $6,000 water bill, and I can't get the same break if you're giving this illegal family in here. They're seeing the hypocrisy. You're screaming, we need our money, but you're saying it's free for you. And this is, and this is, this is not, people are losing their housing because they can't pay their bills, and here you got somebody with no ID and no documentation, you buy a house with no money down. Yeah. The same house that the person just lost. So it's people insane. are saying that I'm losing my community because I can't pay my bills. This person has no income and no no bills and no identification, not even citizenship. He can walk in with a house. Matter of fact, you got programs set up for DACAs and DACAs and everything for this person yeah. to get a house, and I can't get none of that assistance. You know, you- so you want my tax dollars to fund an illegal, uh, like you say, illegal cartel. A legal yeah. organization because my tax dollars is funding a whole family, a whole. Listen, it's I'm like a, it's a, like a, reverse a, gentrification. It's it, it, it's insane. It's insane because I'm I'm aware of those programs and I'm also aware of the groups and the LLCs like the Table of Wisdom LLC, which is founded and occupied by corrupt politicians and judges that are scooping up property that your people are losing. Because of the onerous taxes and penalties. And then they're turning around and getting paid to house and rent to people who broke the law in the first place. It's really a slap in the face of the Chicago Democrat. And that's why I'm hoping that they start to wake up and start to attend functions. Where can the listeners go to support you, buy tickets for the function, and find out more about your your movement? We can always go to the MartinLutherKingRepublicans.com. And we're going to, um, for ticket information and everything about um, our event and what we've been doing. And we're going to be at the, um, the lovely Trump Tower, Trump Hotel. We'll be having most of our events there celebrating our 15th anniversary. He's been um, so gracious to give us a great little space to host ourselves there. And um, we'll, we'll be there. And for anybody out there who's doubting that the Martin Luther King Republicans are the voice for the Trump campaign, just text and tell him Jimmy Lee sent you and ask him is Jimmy Lee down with you and he'll tell you the Martin Luther King Republicans are you know we're the voice out here and that's you know that's what we are doing and we're trying our goal is to bring the vote to 39 to 42% in the black community because that's the week it's going to be the black community to get this country back up because we're the ones that they say holding it down but let me tell y'all it's not us really it's the riggers Blame the riggers. Don't blame the black people. Blame the riggers. Well, listen, I, I, I look forward to bumping in the eye. I appreciate you making time. I want this to be a success. Keep me posted on it, will you? 
All right, thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day, my friend. You too, Jimmy. I'll talk to you soon. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, it doesn't feel like a Friday. It feels like a hump day Harris. Does it feel like a hump day Harris? I wish I had a Hump Day Harris clip, but I thought you had enough Hump Day Harris. So we've got our dimwit boss, and then you play him and you realize just how aggravating it is to listen to this feeble fascist. And building on the G7-led partnership for global infrastructure and investment, we're deepening cooperation between our development finance institutions. Really? Development finance institutions. So now you're going to have on the South Korean guy and the Japanese guy. Really not two examples of strong economy. But I couldn't help but notice you didn't want to talk about the other problem you have. Define BRICS. It's an acronym. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. It started in 2002 as a Goldman Sachs marketing gimmick. In 2006, at the United Nations General Assembly in New York, annual meeting, as famous heads of state and foreign ministers show up from all over the world. But they have what they call these bilateral meetings on the sidelines. And sometimes there are three or four saying, we're all here. Let's just grab a conference room and sit down and talk. Well, Brazil, Russia, India, and China. So they sat down and they said, we actually have a lot in common, a lot to talk about. And we added up. We're we're a pretty powerful group. So they formalized it. And then in 2009, they had a summit conference with an agenda and all that in uh, Ekaterinburg in Russia. And they solidified, okay, we're a group. We're going to work together. And they did. And over the coming years, they multiplied numerous subgroups that people say it's the BRICS meeting coming up August 22nd. Well, yeah. I want you to think about that. Started as a marketing phrase, a tool by Goldman Sachs. Now it's the leading group to de-dollarize the world from the U.S. dollar. And they should, because what? who's in control of the U.S. dollar? An election-stealing whore. First, we're elevating our trilateral defense collaboration to deliver an Indo-Pacific region. That includes launching annual multi-domain military action. They can't even talk. But for a Democrat, they'll step and they'll fetch because there's a little something in it for them. You get a little extra. What was the bonus in the check last time there, Cream? Yeah. What'd you yeah, boy, you said it. Anyway, Trump is getting a little heavy, isn't he? I reminded of Lyndon Johnson used to say, don't photograph me in my bathing suit. Well, you understand he lived 80% of his life as a Democrat. You know how you people eat. Well, yeah, but he's he's going overboard now. I think I he's under stress. He's it, turning to the food I, next to Chris yeah, Christie. Yeah, however, yeah. he looks like he looks like Bill Blatt's next to next to next to Chris Christie. Are you out of your freaking mind? What's with no, these guys that can't reach their crotch? Don't you think when it comes to running for office, you should be able to reach your crotch? Otherwise, just stay well, out of the view with a so. camera. Yeah, you would think so. Christie said that. Uh, the GOP leader looks like a ham in a suit. <laughs> I said, yeah. well, now, but he's got to change that outfit. He's got to get that blue thing. He's got to get more of a mob or something to make you look good. So who do you think? See. Now, you, you know a lot of city workers. Who do you think has a yeah. worse job? The guys in the sewers of Chicago or Dr. Awardi's gynecologist? Don't answer that. Well, you I- get fired. You already got fired. Tony Downers Grove. Hey, Sean. Melrose Park. Yep. Okay. Can't find any Italian restaurants there anymore, Sean. Um, hey. You know, I have a, uh, I have a, a, you know how you call each other cousin, even though like you're married, you're related through marriages. So think, yes, keep yes. that in mind. My m- cousin through marriage, 
had that restaurant on Division years and years ago. It, not that many. He started called Taverna. And it, I think it's sold. I heard recently it's sold, but the food there was excellent. I haven't been well, there in Taverna's years, but I got there. Oh, it is. All right. Yeah, Taverna, Taverna's still there. Right. Um, hey, so this food desert where he's going to put our wonderful governor is going to give all these grants out. Can we do an over-under on how many open and how many fail within, like, the first six months? The real question I have, Tony, is how many will give 50 cents on the dollar for the food stamps so the drug addicts can keep selling their food stamps? You know, the, 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 that we never want to talk about? And by the way, speaking of old restaurants in Melrose Park, there's none better than Comedus. That was my grandmother's cousin. Best Italian food in Melrose Park. Thank you very much, Tony. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's a fast Friday, boy. Fast Friday. I believe I sent my honey bunny a lot of clips that we didn't get to. Um, some of the reasons that I don't get to them is I find it just astonishing of how corrupted so many of these so-called representatives really are. Adam Schiff, every time he opens his mouth, I want to throw something. I think you're right. I, I realized uh, in the first year of the Trump administration something that I never thought I would contemplate, which is that the predominant threat to our democracy now came from within. That- you, you, you just figured that out. See, it's because your party is the threat to our so-called democracy, which is really a republic, you moron. In the meantime, it's not going to stop you one bit from even perpetrating the lies, the corruption that leads to the destruction of our republic because you're a part of it. And you cheer as they get away with it. And you were a party to the greatest hoax in political history, the Russia hoax. And you took place in two two impeachments. And you sit idly by as one should be progressing Every minute of every day that Joe Biden is allowed to sit in the most powerful office of the world for now as he leads us into World War Three. But even domestically, I find it laughable that there's silence as Democrat areas are being destroyed from within. Hundreds of angry New Yorkers taking to the streets to voice one message. They're protesting the construction of a new relief center for the hundreds of migrants arriving in New York City every week. This one for up to 1,000 people, men only. Women, children, okay. All men, thousands of them is too much. Residents especially worry the center will be... That guy sounded like an immigrant, didn't he, Squirrel? He's an immigrant, but see, he's one of those old-fashioned immigrants. Came here legally. Why is there no discussion about the difference? See, I love legal immigrants. I think that'll save us. It isn't going to be the supporters of the Democrat Party as it sits today with Adam Schiff, Joe Biden, the rest of the cohorts of corruption. Those, those people that still support the Chicago short-in-the-pants mafia, calling themselves Democrats, they're not going to save this country. It'll be the immigrants who are leaving the corrupt governments around the world. The problem is we're starting to resemble them. Near an elementary school, a playground, and senior center. What are you afraid of happening here? The problem is that this is an inappropriate location. They're putting 1,000 unvetted adult males in a cot, rusted fences, no shopping, no transportation, nothing to do. In another, where does that lead to, Squirrel? Well, it leads to another story out of New York. 
pair of migrants have been arrested in a suburban uh, Buffalo area accused of sex crimes. The latest arrest happening over the weekend, the second in as many weeks. Officials there are now calling for a complete stop on the transportation of migrants to the Buffalo area. While no, no, no. There's no stopping. You declared yourself null and void of immigration law. You made yourself a safe haven for those people whose first decision in this country is to break the law. Now shut up and pay the cost. Immigration advocates in western New York say the actions of two men are not representative of the hundreds that have been sent there from New York City. No, it was only two. And I guess we can ignore the other ramifications that Jimmy Lee Tillman II was talking about on our streets in Chicago, right? Just ignore them and they'll go away. Seeing increase in prostitution, narcotic sales. Occasionally there's a fight. Uh, certainly the stores around the immediate area have reported shoplifting. Chicago police officers from the 18th district can be seen patrolling this evening in front of the shelter where 1,400 migrants have been staying since arriving from Texas. The alderman says the problem needs to be addressed by the federal government. They're expecting the city of Chicago to house, feed, clothe, and provide medical care. Well, you should. The city of Chicago, I remember the mayor who dressed a lot like this one, only in a little shorter pants, a little shorter inseam. She declared herself a sanctuary city. That's a sanctuary county and a sanctuary state. Don't turn to the feds. You nullified the laws of the federal government. This is the joke of all jokes. And maybe if they're forced to pay the cost, people will stop listening to them because it's fascinating to watch the Democrats lie about an actual reality. What I would say, though, is that for all the uh, naysayers uh, and doomsday types, this has been a pretty bad year for them. At every- really? Brendan Boyle, Democrat stooge child, 30-something-year-old Marxist fraud who touts Bidenomics? Every turn, this economy has been getting better and better, and the overall economic picture has been getting better. Well, you must not be in Chicago or New York or New Jersey or California or anywhere else that's a sanctuary city. About a quarter of voters say they believe he's made it better. And look at this breakdown, item by item in our Fox News polling. 54% of voters say food prices are a major concern. 42% say... But they're not a major concern for the illegal alien. The illegal alien gets his tab picked up by us for this indefinite number of migrants more could be arriving next week for all we know residents at community groups like chicago for all dealing with similar problems at the wandsworth shelter on the south side the nonprofit hosting different events and activities to try to bring new and old residents together how we can work together to amplify those concerns and call for action from the city is important illinois attorney general kwame raul now urging the department of homeland security to take immediate action as seen here in this letter. He joined a coalition of 19 attorney generals pushing the federal government to expedite work permits for new... That's why the Democrats promote failure. Because ultimately, they're going to get more federal funny money, and they're going to pretend to not be bankrupt. That's what they did with the PPPB. And that's what they do with every government funded money that's supposed to go to specific areas. They steal it. Kwame Raul is playing a part doesn't give a rip about people. He wants more money so he can pretend Illinois is not bankrupt, and it is, just like New York and New Jersey. Ultimately, are they going to pay the cost? Past two months. Our Jorge Ventura has more on this developing story. Jorge. Yeah, good morning, Marky. Those two migrant sex crime arrests have sparked outrage. 
from local officials in Western in New York, frustrated leaders. In- it's only two. It's not representative of all of the other problems. Just ignore the reality. Welcome to Kantian Marxism. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The end. AM560. The answer. Oh, and then there's the Ukrainian billion squirrel. They are partying. How about the story on CBS News? The bars and the beaches are doing great. There was another drone strike on Moscow. Sure, it was the Ukrainians. It has nothing to do with the fact that the drone had something written on the back that looked a lot like Langley. In the meantime, what about the corruption scandal and all the rest of that? The Republicans in the House Oversight Committee are currently investigating the Biden family's ties to foreign enemies. They have specifically pointed to Hunter Biden's financial ties with China. Um, does the administration view this investigation as legitimate? And is the administration concerned that Hunter Biden's ties to China pose a national security issue? I don't have any comment on that. Come on. You mean after all that? That's that's Jake Sullivan, former CIA guy. You're just going to give me to Forrest Gump? And that's all I have to say about that. Oh, that's terrible, Forrest. He does look a lot like Forrest Gump, if Forrest Gump was even uglier. But the reality is, he's got the credentials. He's another Obama retread. Here's another one. John Kirby. Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover's uh, mom said that he reported to her that it was just chaos, the line of the chain of command was unclear, that they were sitting ducks. And we've heard other things uh, since then. And I think I, I understand that the, you'd rather talk and the president would rather talk about the decision to end the war in Afghanistan. I think a lot of people are concerned about how it happened, the implementation of the withdrawal uh, and, and why it seemed so chaotic and, and why uh, warnings about suicide bombers might not have been heeded and, and the rest. Oh, look, I think Central Command, who was the overarching military command, did a pretty exhaustive investigation of this, Jake. And, uh, and they determined uh, that barring any decision that could have impacted mission success, there wasn't much that could be done to pre- prevent that attack from coming, as tragic as it was. So is it necessary for us to give them billions of dollars now, you know, the Taliban that's mutilating their own people right now where girls can't go to school and the rest of it what happens how many of the of the of the male taliban guys in afghanistan transition to female Ooh, i'll bet you there's a statistic nobody wants in the news in the meantime who's who's going to give answers to the gold star family members this guy now i will yield to who am i yielding to Distinguished guest. Yeah, maybe we need the guy on the on, on the on the microphone to talk to the Gold Star families because the reality is you just have this dimwit with dementia. You're pretending to be the president. He's not the president, and we're all paying the cost of the of the ramifications of allowing the most powerful office in the world to be stolen. So a big hurdle for anyone trying to get into the housing market. Mortgage rates are now at their highest level. In 21 years, with the 30-year fixed rate average... Who better to have an office than this idiot? I mean, everybody knows, even the Democrats know. He's clearly suffering. He's not capable. He's not fit. He's not able to be president. So you've got the perfect plausible deniability to implement exactly what Joe Biden's crime family and the Democrats have been bribed for from the Chinese Communist Party. The controlled demolition of our economy. And that's 
the position we're going to have to face sooner or later. Now, this Fox Business exclusive, Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party and its military. We already know that. It's all part of the controlled demolition. Ideological subversion is is the slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne meropriatia in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. Oh, and we didn't even get to the, the protester who's sentenced to 33 years for being the January 6th protest that was somehow called an insurrection, where nobody had a gun except the Capitol policeman who killed the veteran. But don't worry, we're going to win in the end. It's America. Ultimately, there are still 21 states now practicing convention of the states to nullify the most corrupt government this country's ever seen. But the new third world natives will adapt to because they're used to this kind of corruption in these third world collectivist hellholes. We're not. We're going to win in the end. Now let's go and let's sign off on a Friday. We got a weekend. If you're in Chicago, stay strong. But remember, we win in the end. We've been in these positions of corruption. We've been in wars. We've been through it all. We have the one thing on our side, the principles of Americanism. Hit it, squirrel. I walked through a county courthouse square on a park bench. An old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key said, watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans With Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams And it almost fell at the Alamo Beside the Texas flag, but she waved on though She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville And she got cut again at Shiloh Hill There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard and Bragg And the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam And now they've about quit waving back here at home In her own good land here she's been abused She's been burned, dishonored, denied and refused And the government for which she stands Is scandalized throughout the land And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin But she's in good shape for the shape she's in She's been through the fire before And I believe she can take a whole lot more So we raise her up every morning We take her down every night We don't let her touch the ground And we fold her upright 
on second thought, I do like to brag, cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. And she will outlast the misfit Marxist morons that are destroying our quality of life now. We will outlast this. So have a great weekend and really improve your weekend by distancing yourself from any moron that would support the Marxist mafia headed up by the dimwit in diapers. I'll see you on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.